Evo 2020, yes. which rolls off the tongue very well, uh, is going to be an online-only event. So I hope that all the net codes are working right, because otherwise mm. that shit's going to be real bad. No. No, that that's going to be a, a fucking shitstorm. Specifically Street Fighter V. Not just Street Fighter V. Anything uh, with rollback, right? Rollback's the bad one, right? No, or is rollback the is the good one. It's the other the, one. The delay-based netcode is bad. And the thing is, is that how many of them have it? So Marvel vs. Capcom 2, any version of that that connects to the internet, that's delay-based. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, that's delay-based. Street Fighter V Championship Edition, I think, implemented a rollback netcode. But it was broken on release, and somebody, like, some fan fixed it. I don't know if I got that 100% right, but I'm pretty sure that's I on, do. On I do target. faintly remember a fan or somebody actually fixed it and was like, hey, why the fuck can't y'all fix this if I fixed it? Right. Um, Tekken 7, I don't know if it has rollback. Rollback. Uh, rollback. Uh, Soul Calibur 6 has delay-based. Samurai Showdown's delay-based. <clears throat> Uh, Unist is delay based. DBZFZ is delay based, and so is Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. So I'll fucking know. A, it's Evo Delay, twenty twenty. <laughs> Pretty much, like no, it's Evo twenty twenty. Because that's what's gonna be. We're gonna have so many resets and all this other shit because of. So for people that don't know, it was announced on May first that uh, Evo on Twitter put out a uh, picture. That says a message from our Evo team, and this is, quote, due to COVID-19, we are sadly canceling Evo 2020 at Mandalay Bay and refunding all purchased tickets. But to keep the Evo spirit alive, we're bringing the event online this summer. More information coming soon. The health and well-being of our community is our highest priority. We hope everyone stays safe during this time. The Evo team. Uh, yeah, I'm 100%. I, I, I called this. I called this the beginning of everything with COVID-19. Uh, if this, if Evo took place in November, maybe something would be different, but it was too close to the actual pandemic announcement and like worldwide situation. I knew Evo was going to get canceled this year. Yeah. And the thing is, is that they went ahead and canceled it without telling the players. Uh, there's like four of them here, like Jeff, the hero, uh, VG Prince of Darkness, Jason Suddenvent. They all got refunded without like asking them or telling the players ahead of Evo uh, coming out with the cancellation and then the decision to move to an online event, which this, this kind of goes into one of our questions. I think it's the only question that we got this week. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't posted in the chat, but they were asking, you know, with Evo now being a, uh, an online only thing, um, how are they going to regulate uh, connection speeds uh, would there even be a prize pool um, <laughs> like how how legally would you implement this because the way that the way that I see it is that uh, Evo is an international event the the delay the net code between the United States and Japan or oh, pretty much anybody overseas is fucking garbage. It doesn't even have to be overseas. It could be a state away and it's garbage. Yeah. Like, 
there has to be a standard, and there's no way to enforce that. And a lot of people from the FGC reacted to this. Um, uh, Just Ultra Dave, for, uh, from a legal perspective, I expect EVO Online to be free to enter or to not award prizes or to restrict entry from some states, provinces, countries, or all of the above. The law is still more restrictive on video game tournaments than I'd like in some places. There's some memes going out there saying that everyone's secret weapon is the Wi-Fi. Because if, you, if you've heard a lot, there's always pushback between people who use a direct line, which mm-hmm. gives you the fastest, most accurate play in fighting right. games compared to Wi-Fi. Well, which In everything. Yeah. But the Wi-Fi always, just, oh, I'm just going to unplug the Wi-Fi, fuck you over, mm-hmm. plug it back in. <laughs> I, I get what they're going for, but it's it's going to be a clusterfuck. It's going to be a huge clusterfuck. They're trying to put a Band-Aid on a more complex issue. And it's not their fault. They shouldn't. They don't have to. They don't have to try and put a Band-Aid on it. This is a situation that is not their fault at all. It's not, but I I think that they're, they're, this is a knee-jerk reaction to go online only. This is this is going to be a situation where they should postpone look... it. Well, I'm sorry. They should postpone Evo instead of all. Oh, absolutely. It. They, they, they should, should move either... it to like November or something like that, or just flat out cancel it because November is supposed to be really bad as well. They're expecting the coronavirus to come back twice as strong. Something that Maximilian wrote, the majority of the games at Evo this year have highly questionable netcode, especially for international competition. Uh, it would be awesome if consideration was made for a few fighting games to have exceptional net play aka mvci it's time to shine the issue that i have is like i can see them doing something if they were to have it at a hotel but they wire the rooms or make sure that everyone's on like the same server or network but everyone is isolated right so everyone has their own hotel room and they play from their hotel room and I don't even know if that's fucking possible. That it that would take a lot. You still of have to take into effect traveling. Like yeah, traveling. You're still putting people's lives at risks, and you can't do that. Despite what's going on in some states right now, you shouldn't put people's lives ahead of, especially a video game tournament. I'm just saying the universe doesn't even want Marvel Two to come back. Is what it is. <laughs> I wonder how this will affect the. Um, I guess you could say the outlook, the point of view of Japanese developers looking at delay-based netcode because they're going to go through with this. And if it turns out like shit, this is going to be a massive, massive developer point for future If it is games. not, if it is anything less than complete fuckery, I will be surprised. Yeah. Like, if we get one good, like, top eight that doesn't have any problems, I'm going to be... What like I will be flabbergasted? <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers are gonna be playing for McDonald's and shit. Well, the thing is, like most of I'm gonna s- say it now that most people that are on the east and the west coast are probably the ones with better internet. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, let's be honest. It, between us two, you have the better internet than I do. But especially people with like Google Google Fiber and all that other shit that's like in the huge cities, they're gonna have. I wouldn't say like an advantage but i mean it really is an advantage because they have better internet they have better internet options it's an advantage that they didn't like they don't 
they're like, whoops, I accidentally had the advantage. It's not my fault I have it. I just have good internet where I live. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. They shouldn't do... it. it you, you can't do any prize pools for this at all. There's, it would be, there's no way. If you One, if you're just doing a free tournament and it ends up being shitty because it's, you know, everyone's online and all that stuff, you might damage your reputation a bit, but... You know, that can heal easily. If you bring in money into this situation, it's going to be all out hell is what it's going to be. Yeah. The I, I don't remember if I said this because I'm kind of in a delirium, but the no one's going to look at EVA 2020 and look at it with any credibility. Mm-hmm. Nobody. You're not going to be able to compare anything to 2020. You're not going to be able to p- compare like attendance. You're not because there won't there won't be an actual fucking attendance. And it's it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be it's, rough. It's gonna be comparable to when Darkside Phil came in fourth place at Super Street Fighter Two tournament. At like I don't remember if it was Evo or whatever, but like all the players in Super Street Fighter Two was like, "We're not playing this because this is a botched version of the game." It's comparable to that. Whoever wins, they're going to be a laughing stock if they try <laughs> to like push that shit. Yeah. I don't know. You're setting everybody up for failure. It's a bad idea. You should just cancel it. You just straight yeah. up cancel it. Or postpone it at, at, at the worst. It is crazy, though. Like, I'm reading Max's tweet here. This is the first Evo he's ever going to miss in, like, 13 years. Mm-hmm. So, that's crazy. But, I mean, you have to take people's, uh, t- take people's uh, safety in mind into this situation. And we're in a fucking weird time right now, so... I would not expect people from Japan to fly over to here. Like that no is way. that is ridiculous. No way. The flights would probably be dirt cheap, but <laughs> I mean they are dirt cheap. There's still some scumbags that are going out there for vacation. Oh um, yeah. And Japan is kind of like I don't want to say that they're in a unique situation cuz I do believe that they are still being affected by the coronavirus, but it hasn't hit them that hard. Um, I don't remember if I talked about it last week, but there are some news articles that a lot of people in Japan, especially the parliament, is looking at everything that's going on in the United States and Europe and seeing how it's been flooding out from China to South Korea. And now China's having their resurgence of the coronavirus. And they're just thinking, we're fucking next. So, I mean, from what they I might just... be taking the better precautions, though. They have. They have more t- not time. But they have more examples of seeing like, oh, all these other countries are totally fucking o- fucking themselves over because they're not taking the right precautions. Well, we're also going we're going to take the right precautions. Right. And also, I will say Japan's a much physically smaller com- country. Mm-hmm. Not not when it comes to population. Like that shit's their population is humongous, but physically their country is a lot smaller. But that's really no excuse. For, I'm not making an excuse for America. Like, oh, it's harder for us because. We're a bigger country. No, we just took some really shitty precautions is what it was. <laughs> yeah. Ho- hopefully they'll do the right thing. They will limit travel. But, you know, it's this is a unique situation that I did not see coming. Like after every other major event like Evo, uh, not Evo, like fucking uh, E3, GamesCon, Taipei Game Show, all of them closing down. Them turning around saying like, "Oh, we can do an online event too." It's like it's not the fucking same. No, you're not showcasing stuff. You're actually trying to put players against each other. 
Yeah, it's a competition. I just, I don't know. I mean, I remember on Twitch, there's a channel I watch, and uh, he that channel, I think it's in different ownership now, but I remember they used to do like weekly Street Fighter Four tournaments, mm-hmm. and it wasn't local. Like they would do it online, and I was just like, I watched some of them. Some of them, majority of them were fine, but you'd get those ones every once in a while. You're just like, oh, we have someone disconnect. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. That's what all weekends gonna be. <laughs> yep. Or you could spread. Maybe Evo will be a week long event. <laughs> I think it would work out better if they were to spread it out. If they were to do online, like instead of just outright pools, maybe individual brackets. Or uh, just take Dave, a week and do like this week is Street Fighter Five. We're just gonna take all week to do it. Yeah, here's your time slot. Basically, yeah, and like even think about it too. Like the internet servers are already being stressed right now because everyone's working from home. Mm-hmm. So nobody, nobody's gonna make an exception for a fucking fighting game tournament, even though it's like the biggest one in the world. No one, no one's gonna give a shit. Yeah. So I'm still trying to think of like how they can prove like. All right, we have to make a rule where everyone's wired in. Like, do you have to send in a picture or some kind of setup of your setup to prove that you're wired in? I think that they'd be able to do that by testing your ping. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, maybe a speed test, maybe submitting a speed test. But I mean, like, anybody can botch that. There would have to be some sort of direct connection between a judge or a and, and a player in order to, to prove, hey, you're – your delay is less than 10 frames. Because, I mean, that's the big thing about a lot of these fighting games. They, in training mode, they have fucking, like, uh, they have elements where you can modify the delay so that you can get used to playing online and get <laughs> used to your delay coming in five, six, seven, eight frames late. That's what everyone's starting to do now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, it's... I don't know. They also don't really... I mean, it's a small message. They don't really specify. They're just like, we're bringing the event online this summer. Which, if you look at it at first, you're like, you're bringing the entire thing? They might be downsizing it a lot. They might not be doing everything that they could do in a local environment. Or they could just be sending out invitations to very specific people. Like the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 thing. Yeah. And then saying, like, hey, these are the best of the best. Here's a pool of eight people. And they'll probably... Because I think that Nevada State rules say you can't have gatherings more than eight people. So they just set up a stream. Or eight people, ten people. And they just set up a stream with the bare minimum. I don't know. They I don't know, because I saw, too, Las Vegas is trying to open up completely, too. So, fuck, man, I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was the only time I ever seen Anderson Cooper physically shook. <laughs> yeah, Anderson Cooper usually keeps his cool, but even live television, he just takes his glasses off, rubs his eyes, and then puts his glasses back on. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be fucking stupid for Anderson Cooper to lose his cool. Yep. I don't know. We'll see how Evo goes. Shit's crazy right now. We'll be reporting it, definitely, <laughs> if yeah. it's shitty. Be so, an idea uh, for a watch party, just Evo the entire fucking week. I mean, fucking, it works. Watch parties work super, like super good. We found that out. Yeah, let's hit the weeks. Um, first and foremost, watch party last night. We watched Alien. That was a lot of fucking fun. 
It was. Uh, it was a lot easier, and everything worked, which is weird. Uh, for clarification, <laughs> we didn't do a watch party on Twitch or anything because we don't want to deal with the legal shit. So we just did a watch party in our Discord server. So if you're not part of it, you should join the Discord server. We got. We've been a lot more active in our dicks Discord server. In our dicks, our dicks server. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. I was waiting for a response. <laughs> for people that don't know, we don't do this podcast in the same room, so. That's the thing. I am seeing, like, I'm watching, like, so many people, Giant Bomb, Funhouse, so many people doing podcasts over Discord. And they're like, oh, we're managing. I'm like, we've been doing that, motherfucker. <laughs> like, we know what to do. We know what we're doing. It's watching all the boomers trying to fucking figure it out. I shouldn't say boomers. Maybe Gen X. A lot of people I, that we listen to are, like, at least 10 years older than us. Well, it's just... It, I, I'm really wondering how this is going to affect companies once everything does go back to normal or as normal as it can be. Like many companies are going to be like, oh, yeah, we don't need all these studios and we don't need an office to pay for every month and we don't need you guys to come in, which is sounds great in theory. Like everyone, anyone that hears like, oh, shit, I get to work from home. That's amazing. OK, this is going to very sound very like first world problems. But yes, it is amazing. But I would much rather go into an office. Mm. I'm not. Why? Don't take it. Don't take in the fact like the commute and all that. Just mm-hmm. going into an office so I can focus on my office work. The problem is being in a home office. I'll go over to my work computer. I'm like, all right, we're gonna do this, and I do like an hour and a half, maybe two hours of work, and then I come over to Discord, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done with that shit for the day. So, <laughs> yeah, um, dude, it's rough. And that might be because I have, like, terrible OCD or ADHD, so I don't know. I can't focus. Sounds like you need Adderall. That's what that is. Um, I might need something. I can't focus on shit. So I don't see much of a difference in change between my work. Um, I was working down here in the gaming office. I finally moved all my work shit up to my real office because – we fix things and I got, well, this you also chair. need to separate the two. I think that's my problem is everything Se- is, everything is audio. together. I was about to say audio listeners can't see what I just did, but <laughs> you know, my work office quote unquote is literally a foot and a half away from this computer. <laughs> right. Um, I think that there is an element of distraction when you have all your toys in front of you. Um, that said, I work during very specific times. Like, I have a time card that I have to fill out. I can't, like, hey, here's your work that you need to finish for the week. And I don't know mm. if that's what what you have, if that's the way you're salaried. Because while I'm salaried, I still work hourly. So my my time on, on the clock is, like, between My boss is trying to be, like, you got to – they're, like, we need to do a, a – An audit? You guys got to do a time card. Mm-hmm. It's not even a time card. It's a just a t- time sheet so that we know – they say they're like, oh, it's to see what projects we're all working on and how many man hours are going into those projects. I'm like, dude, don't act like I'm stupid. Like, I know you guys are wanting to see what we're working on. Like, that's what it is. Like, I understand it. I also haven't done that time card in a month. Do you so. know how fucking easy it is to botch those fucking things? And I still can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, on our weekly team calls, he's always like, so how? Or, no, that's the thing. In the last three call, weeks, he hasn't said anything about him. So I'm just like, whatever, fuck it. I mean, he's not like that's the thing. And this is gonna sound really bad, but like, what's the repercussion if I don't do it? 
Right. There's nothing. Is there anything in your position description that states that you need to fill out a time card? I'd have to read it again, but probably I'm not gonna say no. Yeah. Like when they were like, we got to do time cards. And I'm just like, we're salary. Why? And they're like, oh, let's just see what projects you guys are working on. I'm like you guys give us the projects. You know what I'm working on. You guys have project plans. <laughs> the, they just want to know what I'm doing. Right. The difference is, it's like... And I understand it. At my job, we work very independently. So it's like... Oh, yeah, we do too. We Here are your programs. It, these are your baby. You work these programs. And I'm like, cool. And they're like, hey, here's a dark. Here's all the documents from your programs. Dark, for example, is just some stupid audit. And I'm like, cool. And at the end of the week, they're just like, okay, motherfucker, what have you done? And that's why I was working there. Now they have like this end of day report where I have to just say all the things that I did, but I don't have to show like the times in between doing that because they know I'm working between seven and three, whatever, not important. I remember like at an older job, I was working for some private company and they would have the fucking partner, the fucking like co-owner of the company show up and be like i want to see the excel spreadsheet i want to see how many time how many hours you worked on x project and x project and x i'm like yeah sure i'll do it give me 20 minutes and i just write yeah. some fucking bullshit you did that for four hours yeah yep i'm customer service <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's dumb like i get my pro you get your projects done and that should be enough but they want to like nitpick it and micromanage it yeah, that's it's it's, it's really dumb. That's bad leadership, in my opinion. But whatever. Um, no, back to cool shit. We watched Alien. That's a great fucking movie. Um, uh, there are parts that still hold up, but that ending was is pretty weak. Okay, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. My second time viewing, I don't rem- it, I don't remember that ending like that. My second time viewing it, um. I guess I had rose-tinted glasses because I did say it's my favorite horror movie, period. And mm. there's a lot of elements in that movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, they're but, really good. The, the scares still got us last night. So. Yeah, no, the movie is fucking frightening. But there are parts of that movie, like the hug, now that you, now I look back and look at it, I'm like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of fucking dumb. And that entire they hold on ending it too sequence. Long. The thing is, they just hold on it too long. And that ending sequence... So here's the thing, like, I had this problem when I watched uh, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. I absolutely love the Lord of the Rings movies. I love the Lord of the Rings movies more than I love the Star Wars movies. Like, those movies are very well done. Peter Jackson and everyone involved did amazing jobs. But there are about four or five logical closure points at the end of The Return of the King that you're just like, okay, why the fuck are we still going? Like, yeah, like, like, off the top of my head, off the top of my head, I think, and I I could be mixing it up, but definitely at the end of the battle with Sauron's forces after the ring is dropped into the Mordor, that's one. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's when the, the Eagles pick up Sam and Frodo and Frodo like passes out in the Eagles talons. That could have been a logical closure point there. Uh, The wedding when Aragorn becomes king. That's a logical closure point. Uh, when Gandalf shows up, when Frodo wakes up. Yeah, when Gandalf shows up, um, when Frodo 
goes on the fucking boat to the land of the I don't remember where. Uh, it's something to do with anything that was attached to the ring or something like that. I don't know. Sh- fucking sure. Because Bilbo um, goes too. Yeah, I thought that motherfucker was dead. No, he lived longer because of the ring. And I get it. Like it, I do like the closure point where they do put it where Sam finished writes is finished writing the book mm-hmm. and he closes the book and all that. That's cool. But fuck, man. <laughs> and the alien is alien is not that many logical closure points. There was more like one where I you were like. Okay, they could have ended it here. Like they could have just been like, yeah. When she when she gets kept into... the mystery of the alien blowing up, right? When she takes the escape pod, like ejects it, and everything blows up. That's it. That's all could've you have to right fucking there. do. Just yeah. put her in the fucking cryo. Uh, Thank chamber. you. The cryo chamber. It's still good though. It's still good. It's movie. still good. That movie. What did I say? We were an hour in, and I was like, holy shit! It doesn't even feel like we're an hour into this movie. Yeah, and you said that's how you know a movie has really good pacing. Yeah, that the, I have been watching a movie, and I'm like, how long have I been watching this fucking movie? 30 minutes? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, so we had a lot of people show up, though. We had TJ and Scotty popped in for a little bit, and we had Jason and a couple other people popped in, too. So Yep, good time. Good time. We'll be doing, we'll be trying to do that as long as our schedules permit it every week. Have we decided what we're doing next week? I don't know. I'll do an announcement. Well, I guess the announcement will have already came out by now. So uh, I just erased my list, so I'd have to look at the list again. I think we were thinking about Heavy Metal. I think it's, I don't know what year that came out, but it's an old 80s. Um, very heavily music in, uh, inspired, and uh, it's just all animation. It's like a, it's like the Animatrix. It's like a collective of a bunch of stories that intertwine together. Yep. So it's a really fun time, so. Right on. Um, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus got a new patch out. They just finished their first character patch. Uh, I jumped on to play it a little bit, and this new chick, Zoe, uh, dark skin dragon lady thing. Uh, great. Right I up love your alley. Her. Right up my alley. That's my new fucking main. So I got Percival, who's garbage, and I have Zoe, who's apparently really fucking good. Uh, yeah, she's new. Well, not just that, like, she's got, she's both, it's hard to describe it, she's both a beat-down, rush-down character, and a zoner. So, she'll go in, she's got really strong uh, cross-ups, she's got really good zoning, where she's, like, she's got these two dragons, she sends one out for, like, almost like a fireball. And then she's got another one where it stays in the center of the stage, and you're able to get, like, lasers and shit going out like if you ever seen gamma ray um justice's gamma ray from guilty gear 2 yeah um i mean that shit was fucking dope um good character i just wish that the net code was better because that shit's fucking annoying um i learned that ubisoft has uno online so that's been taken up a so lot. i thought i thought that was a glitch in discord what? that it was saying you were playing uno oh no and that's I, legit <laughs> I'm just like, all right. I'd look over at like two in the afternoon, and I'm like, oh, he's playing Uno. Okay, yeah, so uh, it's I, either Uno or Spotify. Mostly, most of the time it's Spotify. But um, my friends in another server was just like, yo, we're playing Uno, 
And I'm like, how the fuck are you playing Uno? And they introduced me to Ubisoft's Uno. That shit is fucking dope. They got different game modes. They can You can change the house rules and shit like that. So if you have some bullshit way of playing that only you know about, you can change those settings. Not was, really... Speaking what? of house rules, I've been, I was watching... Game Grumps have been playing a lot of Monopoly on their channel. Like the... Okay the switch version or the pc version i think they play on the switch version sure just because it's easy to fun it's it's easy to fun it's easy and fun to play and uh shit's pretty shitty right now Mm -hmm. i do like because apparently i think there's something going on with the youtube algorithm that if a channel says the coronavirus too much they could get demonetized yes so they don't say the coronavirus if they they say the Backstreet Boys reunion tour, <laughs> so that's how they reference it, and it's funny because Aaron loses his shit at one point because he's losing in Monopoly, and they were like, "Oh, tough break," and he's like, "Tough break." Try owning a touring company during the Backstreet Boys reunion tour, <laughs> and I lost my shit. But uh, no, anyway, there apparently there's house rules. I've always heard of house rules in Monopoly. Apparently, like. The free, if you land on free, so one of the house rules is anytime you ever have to give money to the game, which is like income tax or chance or anything, you put it in the middle of the board and mm-hmm. whoever lands on free parking gets that money. Yes. That's a normal one, which they do. You can go into the game and change the house rules and that's one of them. One of them is if you land on go, you get like a thousand dollars or something like that. So I have heard if you land where go, ones. you get double instead of okay. There's like there's something there's something I'd have to look it up, but there's another house rule where you if you land on something specifically, or if oh I think it's if you roll snake eyes, you get a thousand dollars. Haven't heard that one. Never. It's in the game. I never heard of that before. Never. So, we, weird ass house rules, but I don't like house rules in Monopoly because I fucking hate Monopoly. So if you keep house yeah. rules like like the free parking one, it just makes the game go longer, and it's terrible. Yeah, it's – I mean, theoretically, it could be used to help out the person who's in last place, which is often more likely to be me because I am garbage <laughs> at Monopoly. Um, I, the virtual Monopoly is a lot better, though, I feel like. I would play that. It's easier. You can just sit your fat ass on the couch. Nobody cheats. The Nobody's the bank. Oh, I always cheat. I'm always the banker, and I always chink. I always, I always fucking cheat. I, I do that, and I still fucking lose. You know they have a digital one now, where everyone has a card instead of actual money. They have a fucking debit card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out like maybe five years ago or something like that. But there's one where it's like a little thing, and it has like a little fake debit card, and you scan it. And I guess it's like scan card blue now, and it gives you the money. Huh. Because okay. someone was like, someone's got too many fucking pink 20s mm-hmm. and something's not right. <laughs> so I, I forget there was one house rule to Monopoly where it's like, you cannot build a house or a hotel unless you build something for the entire neighborhood. So, for example, if I own like Park Place and Boardwalk, okay, mm-hmm. those those houses and hotels are crazy high. In order for me to collect the rent on a fucking house i have to build a house on both one property and the other at the same time at the same time oh okay 
Because I know the the regular rules is you can't build like you can't build uh, hotels until you have the four houses, right? And but oh, that's one of the house rules in the game is you just don't have to wait to build hotels. You can just build them. Huh. I'm like that's a stupid house rule. That's dumb. That is dumb. Yeah. But no, Uno's fun. They got the rabbit rabbits mode where they have like stupid little effects. So like. You play a card, and then there's a, this annoying rabbit that, like, gets in your face, and it cuts down the amount of time that you have to play the card. Uh, another one is just, like, you play a card. It's like the Nintendogs in Brawl. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's dumb. Uh, they have two-on-two, which turns the game into fucking spades. So it's you and your partner. Just play spades! <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, we need to spades play fucking is great. spades. But everyone I'm playing with is, like, ten years younger than me. And never had the opportunity to go to a cookout. So we're just like, no, let's just play Uno. I'm just like, fuck you guys. I mean, Uno's cool. The game that's been monopolizing the most of my time has been A Plague's Tale. I am oh, still... God. I'm almost done with the game. Here's what I'll say about it. That is an awesome story. <laughs> Fantastic story. Fuck those rats. Like, holy shit. The idea... Is I'm pretty entire... sure the people that got the Black Plague said that too. <laughs> yeah. The idea that they keep on telling you is that rats cannot go into the light. Okay? You shine. There's a lot of different ways where you have to. There's these puzzles where you have to move the light around and kind of manipulate your way through. These are some. And, and when you shine the light, the rats just fucking scatter. Okay? There'll be parts where it's like a fucking sea of rats just fucking everywhere and you have to take your lantern or take these these beams of light and shoot them down different corridors and that's how you'll get your way around there is this point in the later part of the game like i said it's 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 a flood and you're walking down these corridors of light and these ballsy ass rats will just come out and they'll nip at your foot and if you don't react another one will show up and now you have two of them nipping. And they'll pull your ass into the fucking rat cage bullshit that they got going on. In the later parts of the game, like, they have rat tornadoes that come after Fuck you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and when I saw that, I'm like, this, this is historical. Because it's supposed I'm to be all for, a historical fucking game. I'm waiting for that to be a magic card. <laughs> rat tornado? Sh- well, the Sharknado one is. Really? It's in the new set, Ikoria. It's like, I don't know if it's, it's like Shark Tornado or something like that. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, no, they have these fucking rat tornadoes that come at you. Um, you have to use alchemy, which I know, like, if you're having a historical game, alchemy was a thing, but it was really just, hey, I'm going to mix it's these It's not like chemicals. Full Metal Alchemist or yeah, anything no. like that. No, but I mean, like... You have to get all the ingredients together. You have to put it together, and then you can you can do the thing. But this bitch is like launching balls of fire over at these rat things. And Alchemy is just scientific cooking. It's pretty much. It's like actual alchemy in like history. That's all it was. Modern mal- alchemy, alchemy. Modern alchemy is just making meth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Um, and then every once in a while you hear a trailer blew up and you're like, that's, <laughs> that's Darwinism at its finest right there. 100%. Uh, no, the, 
the story is really, really good. It's engaging. I've been wanting to play it for the last couple of days. I just haven't had the time uh, because I've been remodeling the fucking bathroom, and that's why I'm fucking exhausted. This podcast was about to not happen. I'm still... I fell asleep. I'm so. still <laughs> drained. Like, my body is just... Ugh. Um, But wrapping it up, I've got a few pickups. Um, I tried playing Def Jam Fight for New York this week. And my Xbox version was a little beat up. So I went to go get that buff. But while I was there, I bought a backup copy for the PS2. Um, that game still holds up. I fucking yeah. love that game. Told you. Uh, it's got Fat Joe in it. It's The create a character for a game at that time is actually really well done. And mm-hmm. all the cosmetic shit that you get is also awesome. You know Carmen like, Electra's in that game. Yeah, I made little Kim my girlfriend, and she beat the shit out of that bitch. Well, that sounds about how it would have happened back then. <laughs> <laughs> little Kim is a crazy Asian lady now. Is she? We've had this conversation. Probably. I you have to look up what little Kim used to look like, and now mm-hmm. look what she looks like. She had some botched uh, plastic surgery. Oh, poor girl. She is actually really attractive. She also went to jail for not snitching. So <laughs> that's a ride or die. Yeah, she went to jail for the motherfuckers. So, oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah. Audio listeners, you should look up Little Kim in like what? I don't know when Little Kim first started. Look at Little Kim back in the day and then Little Kim currently. Oh no. Oh, while you're looking uh cuz I was talking about on the uh not the podcast, but the weekly watch party last night. Uh look up the actor Ethan Supri. Supli or Supri? Can't remember. Uh, for people that don't know, he was a big, big guy that was in. Remember the Titans? He was in Mall Rats. He was in My Name Is Earl. And now that motherfucker's ripped as shit. I think at yeah, his he heaviest, is. he said he was like five hundred and thirty pounds, and now he's at two sixty. He lost two hundred and fifty pounds. He looks totally different. Yeah, he does. That's crazy. he's got like a big old burly beard and everything now too imagine what money will do for you yeah he's just worked out really hard but granted he wasn't like a huge actor or anything like that either he was in i mean he was in a lot of stuff but he was never like the main role or anything like that Mm -hmm. he he was always like a sidekick character or something yeah still that's that's really good on him feel bad for little kim but (laughs) little kim in def jam is fine as fuck so that's the memory that i'll keep of her well, them polygonal tits. Uh, they're really not that bad. That's the one thing I really like about the uh, about the game is that uh, graphical wise, they did they took a lot of attention to detail to the character models and character designs, especially when they're like um, in their promo thing where they're actually talking shit to each other, and it's like the face up close up yeah. type shit. Um, for for an Xbox game, for an OG Xbox game, that's really, really well done. Um, I mean, shit, Fat Joe looks real good in that game. <laughs> yeah, he looks better in that game than he does in real life. But I think he's a bad guy in that game. I think there's a lot of he, fucking bad guys in that game. He's one of like God. Crow's henchmen. Bone Crusher, I don't think he's a real guy, but that guy's dope as shit. He reminds me of like Rick Rubin now. I don't yeah, I don't think Bone Crusher Bone Crusher was just like literally a guy, a fat black guy that never wore a shirt and had a huge fro. <laughs> he was great. I don't he was think a grappler. I, I don't think I met met up with him yet. I will say the the combat system, um, when you do your create a character 
type shit. Uh, you get a choice between five different martial arts, and you can mix up to three of them together. Wrestling is fucking broken. Yeah. Like, it's only a two-hit combo, but, like, you have the strongest grabs, mm-hmm. and they can't break out of it, and then it's just, like, half the time, instant KO. And that shit's not getting patched, so. No, it's not. So it's it's broken as shit. I think, I want to say the P- PlayStation 2 game, The Warriors, has the same kind of fighting mechanics as that game, where you're in, a, like, a pseudo-arena. Yeah. And you're fighting a bunch of other people. I need to find a copy of that game. I think I had it, but that game on PlayStation 2 I heard is really good, which we need to watch that movie sometime. Yeah, that's another movie on my list that I need to The Warriors is really good. The Warriors is just the Odyssey, is what it is. I don't know what the Odyssey is. You never that's Greek mythology? The oh. Odyssey? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. It's just a story of trying to get home. Mm-hmm. So No. That game is great. I also got I finished my GameCube collection. Not <sighs> not as in getting all the games, which now I think it that might actually be in reach because it's not gonna be super expensive anymore. But I got the last game on my list checked off. I finally got a copy of Cubivore. It is I looked a... up the I looked up the continue video and they were emulating it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, no. So back then it's actually it was actually more expensive back then than it is now. Uh, it used to be the most expensive GameCube game, like actual game, Pokemon Bank don't count. Now Gotcha Force took its place, but that game apparently is really really bad. And the only reason why it ever got popular for its rarity is because atlas made it and everyone thinks that any game that atlas makes is fucking rare which is it's not not fucking true there's fucking in that game that's all i remember there's fucking in cubivore yeah the whole thing of cubivore it's like an evolution game oh it's spore it's spore is where you start off as like a little cube pig looking thing and then you fight and attack other cube looking things and eat them and then you like get stronger and you get you become like the alpha male and you get these like you mate with these other females and then now you're no longer that character now your character is the offspring and depending on what you killed and ate now you have evolved and have something extra okay i don't know what the main ending of the game is but i just know that's what that what i saw continue playing that's what it was it's like Animal Crossing, but... It's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's it's Animal Crossing, but... It's like, Spore! Yeah, it's Spore. It's Spore. Yeah. Uh, and I bought Metal Wolf Chaos XD. I got the PS4 version. Uh, Digital I, or physical? Physical. Where'd you get like, that at? Uh, Sages. Ten bucks. Oh, if you got another copy of that, let me know. I only have digital. I'll, I'll look for it. How is that game as far as the port is concerned? Like, I always heard that there was some scrutiny over Metal Wolf Chaos, um, but I heard a lot of people, like, complain about the port. I didn't play the original that much, so... Okay. I don't know. I mean, did you but like... But I loved it. From from what I played, it's great. It's stupid. Like, that's why I love it. Okay. Great. It's like the whole, let's party! That's how it starts. Like, you know the president's, like, the story, right? Yeah. It's the president that's in... The, the mech and the yeah. vice president, Dick Cheney, tries to take over the world. It's not actual Dick Cheney. He looks, to- he looks, he looks like more Dick like, Cheney. No, he looks more like he looks like a great value Keona Reeves nowadays. 
Like he has the long kind of pseudo long hair and kind of f- the facial hair. Who did I see? He doesn't in look that anything like then. Dick Cheney. Why did I think it was Dick Cheney? Probably because he's a real life villain. Whatever. That's Anderson from uh, Metal uh, Metal Gear Re- uh, okay. Revengeance. That's he right. looks like Dick Cheney. He looks like, like a buff ass Dick Cheney. Dick that's Cheney. Right. that's yeah. where my confusion came from. That's but my no, weird. Metal Wolf Chaos is great. I just never finished it. I need to go play it. That's my week. Okay, so... Well, my week's a lot less uh, fun than that. Uh, we did the weekly watch party. I'm not gonna... We already talked about that. We're gonna have more of those. Those are fun. Uh, I do need to have a setup to where I can just... I don't want to sit in front of my computer and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna run some HDMI cables so I can sit over on my couch and run my mic over there and all that shit. So. Right on. It's possible. I've done it. I used to do that when I played Yakuza. It's just... I'm lazy, so <laughs> I I I keep looking at like Pat's fucking setup on his couch with his little fucking cubicle of like his Star Trek cubicle. And I'm like, mm-hmm. at first I was like, that's fucking stupid. You should get up at you. And now I'm just like, that looks really comfortable. So, <laughs> but uh, besides that, I did start streaming again. I streamed some uh, the 2010 Alien versus Predator game that Sega created. Okay. And uh, I streamed that. Uh, it was fine. I didn't have a lot of people watching, but I played the Xenomorph uh, campaign first, and I almost threw up so many times because there's so many... Because the Xenomorphs just jump up on the ceiling and, like, you get disoriented. Okay. It's... Scotty goes, it's like where... It's like being on a roller coaster that you can control because there'll there'll be parts where you need to jump up on the ceiling to attack enemies and it's just after a while you get used to it but my brain was hurting so much so just really bad camera angles and movement it's not even just so much the camera angles they're fine everything's fine the movement's fluid and good it's just being like upside down or on the wall and stuff is my my eyes aren't used to it when it comes to a video game okay and jumping up and all that. But otherwise, the game's great. Like, I played I played that on stream, and I played off stream. I played a little bit of the Predator campaign. That game's real fun. Apparently, the uh, the multiplayer is super fun, too. But Scotty says the Predator's broken. So, I don't know. I, I had to look more into it. But that game's really fun. I've always heard that the game is good. And uh, I finally picked it up and played it. And it's very 2010. Like, the human models are very, like, big-eyed, individual teeth. All that stuff, like, <laughs> looks really, really weird. So, but, no, it's pretty good. I played it on Steam. Uh, speaking of streams, I'm starting the streams back up. I've been working, this is Tuesday. I worked Friday and Saturday on setting up a new stream layout because I looked at I looked at some streamers' layouts. I won't say specific. I mean, I've already been saying streamers' names. But I looked at one specifically, and it's totally not a ripoff of his layout. But also, he can't patent squares and rectangles, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> or whatever that shape is. Yeah. Uh, it Man, let me tell you. How to figure out how to cut a corner off of a game capture and a webcam, you actually have to make an image slash mask in, in Photoshop to put onto your capture in OBS so that it cuts that off. Yeah. It took some troubleshooting, but I figured it out, and I'm never going to change the layout again. Because <laughs> it it's good. For people that don't know what I'm talking about, tune in to the streams. 
Uh, I do have a set schedule again. I'm back to Sunday through Wednesday on uh, my personal channel. And then on Thursdays, I'm going to stick with Mega Visions and do their stuff. Cool. So, uh, we going into the next thing, I played Streets of Rage 4. I have actually played all the way through almost twice. I've almost beaten it twice already. That game is fucking great. That game is well worth the $25 price point. It is also it's also on the Game Pass, like it's on the PC and the Xbox One Game Pass right now. So you, I've been playing it that way because I actually went to Limited Run and uh, got a physical version for like thirty five bucks. I pre ordered it, and that game is so so good. At first, I absolutely hated the game because it is old school beat 'em ups. There is not a run button. There is not a block button. It's it's old school and it's hard. And it's not like Double Dragon Neon where you have like rolls and you have dodges and parries and all that stuff. Like I love Double Dragon Neon, but this is a different game. Like there were many times where I was just getting very like button mashy and getting impatient and I got fucked. But that game is super super fun. The soundtrack is phenomenal. A lot of people are giving the art style cuz it's like a comic booky art style. A lot of people are giving it shit. I love it. I love the art style of it. It looks great. I saw um I saw the Mega Vision stream on Streets of Rage 4, I think, on Thursday or Friday, just in passing. And the very little that I saw of it, it looks phenomenal. It's very good. Uh the the mechanics are really good. So uh there's three there's four characters to start off. You have Axel, which is, you know, he's from the original Streets of Rage and all that stuff. You have Blaze Fielding, which is the super fine girl. You have Cherry, which is the chick that's running around with the the guitar. And uh and then you have Floyd, who is the everyone's calling him a Jax ripoff because he has, you know, Jax from Mortal Kombat because he has like big arms and all that and ro- robotic arms. Yeah. But he's your grappler. He's your Mike Hagar. He's your like all that stuff. And uh, everyone has there's also a fifth character that unlocks later in the game, and he's really good too. I played through my, my first playthrough. I I beat it, the game as him, but each character has their different play styles. It's not very like, you know, in some games where you pick a character and you're just like, oh, this is the exact same character, just a different skin, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Each person has their own fighting styles and stuff like that. Uh, Cherry is uh, the only character that actually has a run. None of the other characters have a run. Uh, the fifth character, Adam, Adam uh, Hunter, I believe, that is actually Cherry's dad. Uh, he has like a, a side dash where you can dash into people and do attacks. But those are the only two characters that have like close distancing moves. Like everyone would be like, oh, if you have a run but or a run button with Cherry, why? Well, Cherry also hits like nothing. So when she's doing combos, she doesn't do a lot of damage. So Floyd is, she, is one of. Go ahead. Is Cherry just like a quick hit, hit and run type yeah. character? She's okay. the chip. Like she can jump in, do a lot of stuff. Uh, Floyd is the slowest, but he he hits like a truck. Mm-hmm. So, what's interesting is you have your normal. Uh, you just have your normal light punches, your light hits, and all that stuff. You have a jump, and you can do your jump kick and all that. But then you also have your heavy attacks, which in in true beat 'em up fashion. Uh, those heavy attacks take your life. 
But the and so when you when you think of a move that takes your life, you're like, oh, I'm going to use this very sparingly. They have implemented an amazing concept in this game where whenever you use a move like that, you lose the life, but you also gain a bloodborne green bar. Where if you keep doing attacks before getting hit, you will regain all that health. Which, like in Bloodborne, if you if you get hit and then automatically attack right afterwards, after getting hit, you will regain your health back that you lost. A majority of it. So if you're able to string the combos correctly in the game, because like especially with Floyd, because Floyd has an, a long-range grab. Mm-hmm. Like one of his... His arms like extends out and grabs it, and you if you're standing by a wall, you can literally grab a car- like grab an enemy, turn around, throw them into the wall, which by the way counts as a hit, so it gives you some health, and then go into a combo like a normal light hit combo. You don't have to do anything fancy, and you have all your health back. That's awesome. Yeah, the game is phenomenal. Uh, the music is amazing. Like, every stage music is very... I want the soundtrack. I'm going to get a physical version of the soundtrack because it's just very, very chill streets kind of music. There's nothing that's like, oh, like, stands out super crazy, but the music's just good. It's just very good. I will say the only downside of the game, which I do not like at all, is uh, there are cutscenes in between levels, and they go on for a little none of them are super long. They all go with the plot. There is no voice acting. Okay. There is no voice acting at so all. There's it's like, all just subtitled. So like, it's it's just subtitled bullshit. And, okay. It's, it's literally a comic book. You just read it. And it's... For how much development went into this game and how much... I don't know how much money they got off of it. I don't know. Was this a Kickstarter or something like that? This I don't think a, it was a This was an official release. The the thing is, it's like the developers are Lizard Cube and Dot Emu. Um, There's a third of, one too. I can't remember the third. Of one. recent years, those two specifically are most well known for rebooting the Wonder Boy series. So Windjammers too, and, and Windjammers Wind also. Um, so like they they've always done like budget titles. I guess you could say really high quality. Yeah, this is still high quality, but that's and that's the thing too is it's the only thing I'm trying to find wrong with the game. Mm-hmm. So it's not that big of a deal, but I there were many times where I just hit the skip button. So if there was some good voice acting, I will give I will give uh, the takeover that it now not all the voice acting was great, but there was a lot of voice acting in it. Yeah. And I really feel like the takeover would have been on par with Streets of Rage 4 if it wasn't for, I think, and I get it, this was the initial game creator's animation style, mm-hmm. but I think that animation style is off-putting to a lot of people. 100%. It, it, it feels on like the, On the reverse, Street of, right, Street of Rage 4 is an amazing art style, and it right. brings people in. Right, which, which sucks because we've talked about it before, the takeover's... Uh, cutscenes, like the art style for the cutscenes, look great. Yeah. But the actual gameplay makes it look like it's a, it's coming from the same develop the same artist that did Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, it's like the three the the pre rendered stuff. Uh, but back to Streets of Rage Four, the game's great. It's only twenty five bucks. 
there are so the way your score works, your score doesn't work within a, a playthrough. It's a lifetime score. So like it it rewards uh, replaying the game over and over again. And they give you extra shit by meeting miles. The, the unlocks are a lot of the skins that you get are the Streets of Rage 1 skins for like Axel and Adam and stuff like that. And what's good is you would think bringing an art style in or a, like making a character model look like that would mess up the gameplay. It doesn't mess it up at all. Because the gameplay of of Streets of Rage 4 is so the same as those old beat em ups that it works. That's awesome. It's just as it's just aesthetic wise, it looks a lot better. Uh Streets of Rage 4 is definitely what the game needed. Streets of Rage 4 is what Double Dragon Neon was for the Double Dragon series. It's very, very, very good. Like it's so good. By the time this has come out, I've already streamed, but me and my buddy are streaming a co-op playing through. We streamed it. We'll have streamed it on Sunday. So that's going to be real fun. It does. It also, it has co-op gameplay or co-op playthroughs. It's only two people though. Mm-hmm. The game itself for local can be three. That's So if cool. you have three people playing, yeah. But online is only for two. I'm assuming it's because of network issues just in case or something like that. Also, it's a $25 game, so mm-hmm. maybe that's all they could support in it. There's a battle mode where you can 1v1 with somebody. Okay. That's interesting. I'm, I'd like to play that. There's a boss rush mode. There's an arcade mode where you only have one credit to beat the entire game. So, yeah, I have not done that yet. <laughs> that sounds like insanity. There's easy, normal, hard... I think there's a extra hard, and then there's like a maniac level, where it's just super fucking hard. So, what's good is that game has tons of replayability, which is what you need in a beat 'em up. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very impressed with it. And I, if if you're on the fence about buying it, but you have the Game Pass, download it and play it. I've been hearing some people had some issues with the game launching or downloading. I had no issues whatsoever. I downloaded it on launch day. I downloaded it on the Xbox One and on the PC. There's no problem with it. Uh, it's on PlayStation 4. It's on the Game Passes. It's on Switch. It's on It's on almost every of the new gen systems. So definitely check that out. Uh, but other than that, I've been working in the wood shop a little bit more. Made a, book sh- made a small bookshelf and got some more plans to work on. But other than that, that's all I got going on. Fucking sweet. With that, let's hit the news. Which, by the way, I'll I'll go into... I'll take this first story. Okay. The first story we have is Assassin's Assassin's Creed Valhalla has been revealed and will support smart delivery. So, after an extended teaser announcement, Ubisoft revealed Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the next entry in the long-running series with a release date window of the 2020 holiday season for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, P- or Xbox One, PC exclusively on the Epic Games Store and Ubi Store, uh, Google Stadium, Stadium, Google Stadia, and Uplay, Uplay Plus. Nobody gives a shit about the Google Stadia part, though. Uh, let me actually, I want to play the video for this real quick. Uh, 
It is revealed alongside a cinematic trailer offering a glimpse of the new setting and characters. Ubisoft confirmed Valhalla will be set in the 9th century Europe as players take on the role of Ivor. I believe I said that right. I think so. Sure. It's Norse language. A Viking raider who leads the people uh, out of Norway and into the kingdoms of England. Valhalla is being developed at Ubisoft Montreal, which previously developed Assassin's Creed 4, Black Black Flag, and Assassin's Creed Origins, with over a dozen Ubisoft associate studios contributing as well to the new game. Between delaying nearly every game from E3 2019 and barely fending off a hostile takeover, Ubisoft seriously needs a win out of Assassin's Creed. In a motion of good faith, Ubisoft announced that Valhalla will support smart delivery, which will allow users to purchase the game for both Xbox One and the Xbox Series X at point of sale. Uh, I didn't read anything about this until today. This game, which I I know this is just a trailer, Mm -hmm. this looks phenomenal. Like, this looks so good. (laughs) Yeah. It looks really freaking good. I'm getting the same, I don't know necessarily about emotion, but I'm getting the same feeling that I got when I saw Black Flag and Origin, because when Origin Origin's trailer was released, that shit looked bad fucking ass. Yeah. Um. Like I, I, I have a soft spot for Vikings anyway. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what do we? We've got God of War that had tons of Viking stuff. This looks amazing. Uh, what's that game that got announced for the new Xbox? Uh, Oh, um, fuck. I know what you're you talking know what about. Yeah. Senua's, that looks... It's, I think it's Senua's Sacrifice. I don't think this. Yeah, that looks the, very Norse or Viking-like style. It's Hellblade. Hellblade. But this looks really, really good. And, like, I don't want to get, like, all jazzed up because, like, this is a trailer. Mm-hmm. So, like, trailers and actual gameplay footage look totally different. But I am not really a fan of the Assassin's Creed series. That's not my thing. But I will probably be picking this game up and playing this one. I I was a long-term fan of Assassin's Creed. Not necessarily for the background bullshit that was going on. Uh, I always felt like the storyline with Desmond was kind of fucking stupid. Yes. Um, probably one of the reasons that it off-putted me. Like, I've heard that uh, Assassin's Creed 2 was one of the best ones for a long time. Yeah, I mean... Until 4 came out, because 4 is really good as well. So, back when I was really big into AC, um, Assassin's Creed 1 just kind of, like, laid the framework. It is a very flawed game. Assassin's Creed 2 and then Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, those two games are phenomenal. I would argue that Brotherhood would go down as one of the greatest video games ever made. It is that good. The... Okay. From, like, just... Fuck the multiplayer from the story-driven elements of Ezio and the Borgias. Um, the Borgias are some of the greatest villains I've ever seen in any fucking video game. And then, you know, you have Assassin's Creed Revelations, which was it was okay. It was the end of the Ezio saga. Uh, the entire, uh, like Assassin's Creed Three, Assassin's Creed Liberation, the the whole Americas deal that was kind of shit. Bad Just characters. Connor. Is I mean, a you think about it too. Character. Like in the colonial days, you don't have a bunch of buildings you can really jump off of that are high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
the I know that's a flaw. That's a thing to like. Oh, that's you shouldn't look at it like that. But a back lot with how two was a lot of it was like going to the tallest building and then jumping off of it. A lot of the gameplay for the traditional Assassin's Creed and even some of the more modern Assassin's Creeds uh, up into what I played uh, it had a lot to do with like you moving around structure and jumping yeah. and hiding and shit like that. Assassin's Creed 3 didn't have those things. Neither did Liberation. When Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out, that game also fucking phenomenal. And the best yeah. part about it was you didn't have a whole lot of background bullshit going around. Because yeah, Des- <laughs> Desmond was dead. And the guy that yeah. you were controlling was just like, hey, I'm having visions. Get back to work. And that was it. Uh, you didn't have the, I don't even know what it was called, where you would come out of being the assassin it was and the go into like that that all that shit anytime i wasn't being the assassin i was like this is stupid yeah you quickly did whatever it is that you had to do in order to get back into the fucking animus and just continue the yeah. fucking story uh no black flag also great fucking game i think i fell off the series after unity and i tried is that, is that the is that the egyptian one no, so the Egyptian one is Origins. As far as like chronologically on the main consoles, because there are like side stories and mobile games and shit like that. Uh, you had Assassin's Creed Three, Assassin's Creed Four, uh, Liberation is in between that. Then you had Assassin's Creed Unity, and I think Rogue came out not long after that. And Rogue is about like the assassin that became a Templar. Um, I haven't played it yet. I kind of got lost with in the sauce when I played Rogue, uh, not Rogue. Where, when I Unity. Where's the one that Michael Fassbender comes into play? I don't know who that is. <laughs> You're gonna have to help me. He's the he was the guy in the Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> oh, um, fuck! I I never saw that movie. I don't know. It's it's really bad. I Michael heard Fassbender bad. is Magneto in the new X Men movies. Okay, at least he he's saved not his he, career. He's, he's not Ian McClellan. <laughs> okay. At least he saved his career. Uh, no, Unity was a really bad build of a game. That game was broken when it was when it released on launch. So I just I never went back. And then when I saw, I heard good things about Origin though. Origin is a good game. Uh, Odyssey is apparently a good game as well. Um, that's the most recent one, right? That that is the most recent one. That's the okay. Greece bullshit. I am still surprised that this franchise, after people have been not bitching, but requesting it for so long that we don't have a feudal, feudal Japan era one. The thing is, I think they tried to appease people. They had a three-part uh, bullshit series, and I think there were mobile games or comics or whatever. Oh, God. And it was Assassin's Creed India, China, and it was either Japan or it was Russia. I know Russia was from like the comic books. Uh, yeah, Russia would work because you have all those huge spires and shit. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, for the story-wise, politically, Russia would also be a great one, especially during the rise of uh, communism, during the Bolshevik Revolution. Um, but That's the thing, though. Assassin's Creed works in every era. It works everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, this, you're the, always, the synapsis of it. You're always able to, like, plug in real life bullshit because yeah. the idea of who the Templars are versus who the assassins are, it just clicks. Yeah. 
Um, also, I, every when I was watching this trailer, I'm like, I just I kept getting visions of the the Vikings TV show. Mm-hmm. And I we were talking about it today, me and Hallie. We were in line at uh, Burger King, and I was saying something about like, I said. I said, yeah, Norse is awesome. I would much rather believe in Valhalla than Christianity. And she goes, well, Valhalla was only one of the places they went. And I was like, yeah, but it's the best one. She goes, yeah, that's why everyone wanted to go there. Do you know how to get the Valhalla? You die in battle. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds great. I, I don't think the, the dying in battle back there. Then- the vehicle dying to get in there battle sucks. back then is totally different than like dying in battle nowadays, where you can die in battle from you can get killed from five miles away from a sniper shot. Yeah, but we don't have Valhalla here. We have Jesus, and he don't promise shit. So Valhalla sounds better. It's yes, a, it's a drinking hall. <laughs> it's a drinking hall with titties. Basically, what it is. Um, here's my issue with the whole synopsis and i haven't really read into the the storyline or whatever i don't feel like vikings are very assassiny like every depiction of an assassin that they've shown off has always been like street rats or rogues or native americans they're very nimble they're very fast uh quick hits a Viking is very not fast. A Viking is very in your face, take my fucking axe into your skull type shit. So when they showed that big battle in the trailer, and I'm like, okay, where's the assassin shit? And then at the very last minute, he's just like, knife to the face. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, okay. Maybe we think of it like, I'm going back to the Mandalorian show where you look at all the different kind of... Like, they're all Mandalorians, but they're obviously different takes on... Like, they're not all, like, stealthy, or you got the one guy that's, like, just, like, I got a fucking chain gun. Like, you know, there's different types. Maybe they're not... Maybe all the assassins aren't... Aren't the sneaky assassins. It would... What I'm saying is that it would be a departure for what is expected from the franchise. Because, for example, the Mandalorian, as you gave... um, Whoever saw Boba Fett, we only saw Boba Fett like a handful of times. But any other times that we t- saw Mandalorians, people fucking love him. Yeah, but any time that we ever saw Mandalorians, we do have an idea that they are good at everything combat related. When we look at assassins, every single iteration of the assassins that we've seen has always been like excelling in, you know, rogue type shit, thief type shit, uh, quiet kills, shit like that. This. This looks like to be a departure from that. And I just feel like, did you put the Assassin's Creed logo on it just so you didn't have to make a whole new IP? Well, I think if you would have just called this Valhalla, I think it might have got thrown to the wayside. Maybe. If putting Assassin's Creed on it brings a lot of people into it. Yeah. Sells it. You're probably right. It's probably like the marketing thing. I just... I like it. It looks really good. Maybe there's a story twist too that'll explain it. Maybe. Cuz we see like in the it's being narrated by I guess the king of England or whatever at that time saying how barbaric they are and all that stuff and it's depicting that they're not mm-hmm. like they're even at one point raiding a village and like they they run across some like kids and a, some women and the main character's like no, no, no let them go. Mm-hmm. Like go. 
get out of here. So, I don't know. I'm a sucker for, you know, Norse stuff. Like, I've always liked the Vikings. Even in Monster Hunter, there's a Viking. You saw it. The yeah. vi- fucking Viking armor. I'm just like, yeah, that armor probably fucking sucks, but I'm wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's why I'm so happy they invented or they created uh, layered armor in that game. Mm-hmm. It so. looks badass. I'm Yeah, looks great. We'll see if it becomes a day one buy for me. I'd have to see a little bit more, but it this if it's being put on like it's probably going to be part of the Xbox Game Pass. So <laughs> I don't I don't know. I think it would be. I mean, that would be sweet. That'd be really cool if it did, but putting a brand new game from another developer that's not under the Xbox umbrella, I would find that hard to believe. I mean, was for Streets of Rage, are all those guys under the uh, Xbox umbrella? I don't think they are. I think... They're also not AAA. Yeah, so. they're indie developers. They play by different These are tri- This would be... This is a AAA game. Yeah. So I would I would imagine that Ubisoft is trying to maximize their their returns on their investments. I never played... Uh, I Like I said, I haven't played any of the Assassin's Creed. I might go back and play 4. I've heard really good things of 4, and it still holds up. I love 4. I think 4 is great. Some one of my buddies was like Origin. He played the shit out of Origins. He loved it. There's a crossover of that in Monster Hunter. <laughs> Origins is really good. Four is really good. Two and Brotherhood are good. So if there's any Assassin's Creed game that you should be playing, it'd be those four. Well, since I'm streaming again, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's not forget, but the smart play stuff. That's a good move that Microsoft's doing as well. Yeah, but one thing that's got me uh, a little bit surprised. They're selling Assassin's Creed valhalla at 80 dollars oh yeah i saw that on best buy mm-hmm. is that just a regular uh, a regular edition it, it looks doesn't like it comes say with extra special shit. edition it looks it doesn't but if you look at the pictures it looks like it has a bunch of different costumes and shit let me see if you go to the best right buy now. website because mm-hmm. i saw one of them and at the very the last picture looks like uh different costumes and i don't know if that's showing off what your character could eventually look like or if those are costumes that you could get by getting this version so it says here, pre-order Assassin's Creed Valhalla for early access to the bonus mission. That's just the bonus mission. Here's, here's like a really shitty thing that popped into my head. Um, what if now that they're offering it for smart or what do we call it? Smart delivery. If they're uh-huh. charging a premium for it. They might. That'd be some fuck shit. Well, it's 20 bucks extra, which it would suck for people that don't have both of them. Because mm-hmm. now you're forced. It's like, oh, you'll get it eventually. Like, come on. I mean, you can just you can see on that web on uh, Best Buy right now that Odyssey and Origins are like 30 bucks a piece right now, which I, I might actually pick them up. <laughs> I just realized this is the Canadian website. Oh, fuck you, Chris. <laughs> God damn it. You got to check this shit. That's why it's more expensive. <laughs> Whoops. Just disregard what we just said. Jesus Christ. That's exactly why it's $20 more. Yeah. I I was looking at it. I was like, wait, Best Buy CA. California doesn't have their own extension. Oh, my God. Whoops. Anyway. Now you get to talk about the next story. Okay. So I believe over the course of the last week, two weeks, um, there's been a lot of talk over this Last of Us 2 leak. Um, I'm going to stop you right there. For people that are listening, we aren't going to spoil anything. I'm not spoiling anything. We're not spoiling anything, so you can listen to the rest of this. If you are interested and you want to ruin your life, because I saw the leaks, 
And I saw them too. I'm not going to play the game, so. I like The Last of Us. I would be... Have... It's good. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, the spoilers are heavy. And Very. There, there is a link to Reset Era that you can yep. find that. Uh, I will have that listed in, in the description. In this podcast description, yep. Um, but I will not be discussing the details of the leak. Uh, nope. This is the official word coming from GameIndustry.biz. They have the most updated story, story to have come out. There's been a lot of talk and conjecture. Rumors. Rumors over who did what. Straight from GameIndustry.biz, a major leak has spread has spread spoilers for The Last of Us Part Two. Far and wide across the internet, videos of leaked gameplay, cutscenes, and developer menus are now being discussed and dissected by gaming communities. A detailed thread collated. The leaks can be found at Reset Era. The leak comes just weeks after it was revealed that The Last of Us 2 would be delayed indefinitely due to the COVID-19 pandemic, which recently has been changed, I think, June 19th. Uh, Sony has confirmed to GameIndustry.biz that the identity that they have identified the primary individuals responsible for the leaks earlier this week, saying they were not affiliated with Sony Interactive Entertainment or Naughty Dog, as was rumored, and the publisher has declined to comment further, saying that the information is currently subject to an ongoing investigation. Here's here's the shitty thing about this. Um, Jason Schreier, bootlicker extraordinaire, uh, had recently come out. I mean, we've used his stories before. Yeah, so. <laughs> we've used his stories, and, you know, when when you do good work, you get rewarded for good work. But when you stay, say stupid shit and then you try to act like you oh, acted... Oh, is this the Lawrence thing too? It has to do with it, but it's yeah. part of a, a greater issue. Um, don't come out and say that you're against fucking leaks when you made your entire fucking career off of leaking bullshit. Don't, don't, don't yeah. fucking say shit like that. But here, here's the shitty thing about it. Naughty Dog over the last couple of months had come out under a lot of scrutiny for their business practices, for their crunch work ethic bullshit. And a lot of the employees have become disgruntled and start talking out about it. We've talked about it in the past before. Whether or not somebody leaked this information to a third party that didn't have an NDA and just went crazy in retaliation, the bullshit that's going on in Naughty Dog, I can totally see that shit. Because I'd be... It's been confirmed that it wasn't, but... Mm-hmm. I could see it totally like there there's got to be some connection because there's no way you can turn around and say yes someone who is directly involved with SIE or Naughty Dog was not part of this or did not leak it yes but they got that information from somewhere I mean yeah it's not like it's not every day that you find a flash drive with Borderlands 3 information just lying on a fucking on the no, floor not at all randomly like that had to have come from somewhere. And to be honest with you, if it did come from a staff member and they're just trying to cover it up and say that the leaks themselves were not released by a staff member. But I, yeah, like you said, I could totally understand like all the crunch that they were doing at the company. Mm-hmm. And then just to be like, we're not letting it, we're not bringing it out because of COVID-19. Ultimately, I feel bad for the fans because when this got released and announced, Twitter was flooded. Oh, I feel bad for Scotty because he got spoiled. He got spoiled? That yeah, sucks. Yeah, he, he saw one of the big spoilers. Yep. That's that's unfortunate. Um, yep. I I don't know, man. All I, all I could say is, like, you. I guess in this, in this event, you reap what you sow. 
I mean, I read the spoilers, and I only ever watched someone play Last of Us Part 1, so I don't know about the DLC and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the shit didn't even make sense to me. So... <laughs> really? We'll I didn't later. play. I, I was going to say, I just, I'm just... I mean, there's there's one big one that I'm like, oh, I get that, but all the other ones, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. I don't remember that being part of the DLC, though. Whatever. So, a lot of it was, I think. Okay. So... Very well. But yeah, spoilers suck. So be on the lookout for them. Be careful. Yep. If if this, I mean, if you don't care, like I don't care. So I just went and read them because I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, because they're saying that, because you said, you said earlier that it was delayed indefinitely, but they came out and said there's a release date now, right? Yeah, that was not long after. I think that this uh, article was written uh, almost a week ago and then they had an update a day or two ago. And within the last week, Sony announced that it'd be coming out, I believe, June 19th. That's funny how it was delayed indefinitely, and now it's released. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like right when the, the leaks came out, it was like, well, now we have to send the game out. Because, like, what do you do other after that? You know, That means I mean? the game is probably done. <clears throat> what was holding it up then? Like, I think it's just, I think what it was is they didn't want to release it during the COVID-19 shit. Because they, they said they didn't want to, uh, what is it, uh, their fans, they wanted them to have a, a good experience for the release of mm-hmm. it. What it was is they knew they weren't going to make enough fucking money. Yep, that makes That's sense. That's what it was. I don't care if people call me cynical or like, <laughs> oh, you, you don't read things. You know, there are, there, I understand there is good in the world, but not with companies like this. No. no. These companies, want, they, they're like, we're not, they're gonna, they were going to wait until states open back up. Mm-hmm. To where you could go back to GameStop and shit like that. And they were going to be like, oh, here's the release date. Get your pre-orders in now. Yep. That's what it was going to be. And now that the leaks came out, like big fucking leaks, they were like, oh, yeah, it's coming out in June. Yeah. So no. I don't respect companies like that. But I, I would totally put stock behind that idea. Yeah. From what we've seen, we've been doing this podcast for over a year now. And we're not like video game journalist quote unquote we just read news that you know it's a trending thing (laughs) yep so uh this next story i'm very on the fence with like i don't know how to feel about it at all but uh final fantasy 7 remake is the new kingdom hearts Uh, final fantasy 7 remakes co-director tetsuya nomura has said that he would like to deliver the next part of the Final Fantasy VII Remake story quickly, and to do so would require focusing on a smaller portion of the overall plot. The quote comes from an interview in Final Fantasy VII Remake Ultimania, a guide and lore book now available in Japan. The quotes were shared online by Twitter account Ibo and translated by IGN Japan and include this snippet from the producer Yoshinori Kitase and co-director Nomura. When asked about how many parts the remake will comprise of, Kitasi said, We have a rough idea on that. It's not been completely decided yet. It's impossible to talk about this right now. It seems that many people think it will become a trilogy. It all depends on how many parts we make, said Nomura. If we separate it into bigger chunks, it will take more time, but but if we take smaller portions, it can be done on a shorter span. Personally, I would like to deliver it fast. To cover the remaining plot of the original game in a trilogy format, including weaving in new narrative changes and expanded areas akin to the first game, would mean for two further massive games that would arguably need to be much larger than the first. As Kitase pointed out, 
The final numbers of games has yet to be decided, but Nomura's comments about preferring to take smaller chunks suggest that this project could be larger than just three games. What concerns me is I don't want this to be a 10-part $60 game apiece. That is going to be completely fucking ridiculous. I I understand he wants to get, like, you want to keep following. You don't want this to be the next versions coming out in three years. Mm -hmm. You want to jump on it and keep it out there and keep it, because people love the fucking game. You love the game. I haven't picked it up yet. I'm, I'm, I'm still on the fence about it. I'm, I'm, I might wait a little bit longer, but I don't want, this is, if that becomes a part where it's like, I mean, that's how, what StarCraft 2 was. StarCraft 2 was three $60 games or $40 games. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. The On paper, writing out that you're going to break up the story of Final Fantasy VII into six, seven parts is fucking ludicrous. Yes. Absolutely fucking ludicrous. I mean, especially since we're coming into a transition year of new consoles. Uh, that's that's it, it, it just boggles my mind because then you then you run the risk of breaking continuity unless you're doing a re-release of the original Final Fantasy VII for you know however many fans missed out on that. Um, however, at the same time, I can't help but feel like there is a degree of it being worth it because how much content was in Final Fantasy VII Remake. That is a 40-hour game. Right, but But, would you rather have a longer development period and only have it be a trilogy game? Or not even a trilogy. Let's just say it's a four-disc game, just like the original was. I would much rather have that than have six fucking iterations where I've had to pay almost close to $250 for the entire series to play the entire fucking game. I feel like my ex- expectation moving forward with this would be release the game in like DLC packs if you're going to end up doing that. Because um, I'd be fine with that. There's a shit ton of shit of stuff in Final Fantasy VII Remake. There, like the amount I mean, that the amount of content. Final Fantasy VII Remake doesn't even end where the first disc ends of the no. original. Like I said, I beat. I just played OG Final Fantasy VII. I beat OG Final Fantasy VII Midgar area in four hours. Flat. Mm-hmm. So it's the amount of content that they're adding to the game, I do feel makes the price tag worth it. My issue is, am I going to have to start from fucking level one every goddamn time I play this fucking game in each of its installments? I'm going to be in one fucking city, or maybe two if I'm lucky, traveling back and forth with some sort of modified version of the story that you're making while adding your stupid fucking Kingdom Hearts bullshit with these goddamn whispers, okay? The, the goddamn ghosts, okay? I saw the whisper shit. And like, look, it's a good game. I really enjoy it, but... You can't tell me that wasn't some fucking Nomura Kingdom Hearts bullshit. You can't tell me that. <laughs> and at the same time, I feel like Square Enix is just like, yeah, fuck it. Do it. Make it 10 parts. Because I mean, people are going to fucking rush for this goddamn game. How much? How many copies has this sold already, do we know, since release date? <sighs> I think that they had something like 5 million units moved. It did not match 
Final Fantasy XV's sales goals within the first couple of weeks. Because just recently they were saying like, oh, Final Fantasy VII Remake fell short of Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. And I would say that, I would say because it's a Final Fantasy Remake, it might be a detriment to its own name. Because some people are like, I don't want to play that game again. I think what they were trying to hold on to is the idea that, one, Final Fantasy XV was in development hell for 10 years. That's one. So there was a lot of hype by the, behind this game, and there was a lot of expectations. Final Fantasy XV was a good game, too, from what I heard. Good. Just good. I, I can go on it's, about Final you're Fantasy ri- You're riding in a car with the boys, man. <laughs> yeah, and that part is great. Fuck the story. Just give me <laughs> fucking Broski Adventure 2, where I just drive around. Yeah, it's great. But Final Fantasy VII, I think what was a detriment to that is that a lot of people heard, oh, no, we're only playing Midgar, and nobody fucking yeah. bought it because they didn't understand what they were doing with the game. If they're playing – not that I won't be there for the ride, but I'll be there begrudgingly, and I'm going to bitch the entire way until I get reach the end. You know what? I'm going to be that guy that's going to wait until the end for a collection to come out, <laughs> and then I'll play the game. I don't blame you. I, I honestly don't. They're, that's one of the things I'm ha- that I haven't pulled the trigger and bought the game yet. I do want to sit here and say that it's all worth it. Because to me, I honestly do feel like... And this is coming from somebody who openly says, I don't think that Final Fantasy VII original is that good of a game. It's good, but it doesn't deserve the praise that it got. This remake, though, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah. I just feel like if you're making a story that has this level of continuity, how are you going to implement the progression that you made from working in Final Fantasy VII Remake to whatever you're going to call the next game. Like, that's... That's the thing. They they called this Final Fantasy VII Remake, and they didn't say, like, Episode One or anything like that. Yeah, no. There's, there's a lot of shady shit that's going around behind this game and behind this series. Wouldn't it be great if it just never made another one? Like, it just ended right then and there. You know what? <laughs> that would be a satisfying ending. Like, I... There are elements that I would have a lot of questions to that they ended remake with. But you know what? I'm A-OK with that. <laughs> I am A-OK with that. But the problem is this made money, Chris. And we know how these companies are. Yeah. They will they will ride a franchise into the ground and then blame the, blame the audience when the last one doesn't sell. Yeah. Honestly, if there was one route that I hope that they do come out with, come out with DLC. Give me the next portion of the game in DLC, DLC packs. Maybe go all the way yeah, until the end. Big of the ass first fucking disc. deal. I mean, yeah. If you did DLC packs, you could make them small and just boop, 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 boop. yeah, thirty dollars DLC packs. Put a 15, 20 hours into the game. Increase the level cap because please fucking increase the level cap. It's gonna be an MMO style where every every expansion you get a level cap. Yep. It's going to have some kind of phasing technology to if you ever have to go back to anything that's in the previous DLC or any areas, it will make those enemies harder, like stronger as well. Mm-hmm. Like going New Game Plus after three DLC packs came out, all the yeah. enemies start at level fucking 50. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, man. Let's, yep. let's wrap so this shit up. Tell me, tell me why Star Wars Battlefront 2 is dead. Star Wars Battlefront 2 died so that Battlefield may live. 
DICE announced that the Battle of Scarif update will arrive for Star Wars Battlefront 2 tomorrow on April 29th, which was three days ago, and will be the last regular content update for the game. EA also confirms that DICE will release a new Battlefront game in 2021. In a blog post, DICE creator... DICE creative director Dennis Bronval explains that the game's 26 free content update will arrive tomorrow and it will be the game's final one. However, general support for the game has been ongoing and will continue to be ongoing. Servers, in-game challenges, reoccurring events such as double XP, etc., etc., will carry this broad and rich Star Wars gaming experience in the future. It follows news that the June content update for Battlefield 5 uh, will also be that game's last. An EA spokesperson made it clear that DICE will still be supporting both games. The team at DICE is working on a standalone Battlefield Five update releasing this summer and will continue working on the community games. While the studio's vision for Star Wars Battlefront 2 is now complete with this week's Battle of Scarif update, the server's in-game challenges, reoccurring events, game support will continue as the game lives on with the players and the community. We're looking forward to hearing the players' stories from both games for years to come. The statement closes by confirming that after taking a year off from the franchise, we'll be getting a new DICE Battlefield game next year. Longer term, the studio is focused on the future of Battlefield and will be bringing players in 2021. From this story, I say, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The Battle of Scarif update sounds like they added a lot of shit. They did add the map from Rogue One, finally. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the game modes that they have right now, I think is like not Galactic Conquest, but they do have a Conquest style game mode where it's a tug of war and you start off your battleships show up you all have to fight for the middle node and then you make your way to the second objective if you fail the second objective you go back to the middle and it's just constant back and forth back and forth uh they did add new uh i think two or three new characters one is ray with her new fucking orange lightsaber kylo with his new face mask and the emperor in clone form i don't know if there's any difference between the originals and the older ones, but whatever. Um, Good. Yay. Is it enough for me to get back in the game? I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the Star Wars aesthetic only lasts... Like, at the core of this, take all the Star Wars shit away. It's just a Battlefield game. It's a bad Battlefield game. It is so unbalanced. But, yeah. It's it's a Battlefield game. Oh, yeah. You have new appearances. You have Dark Maul appearance, apparently. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it's little Easter eggs for the fans. I like, yeah. The big thing is I mean, Battle of Scarif, obviously the yeah. the the Rogue One map. But outside of that, it's like little things and tweaks and shit like that. What I'm hoping is that they'll eventually like, I don't want to say close up the servers, but once we start getting private servers of this game, people start modding the shit out of it, doing stupid shit with it, actually get some decent fan modes. That's what I'm excited about. Moving beyond this yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, but Anarchy Reign servers are still up, so. <laughs> yeah. There's no PC release of that, though. You can't fuck around with Anarchy Reigns. I wish we could. Yeah. I wish there was a PC release of that game. People can fix it. You could balance it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this game, like they said, it's not... The title that we put, it's dead. It's not really dead. 
just no new content's going to come out for it. Everything's still going to be there. What, I, what I'm curious about is that they're putting all their focus in going into Battlefield Five. I mean, that effectively means that there's no plans right now to make a Battlefront Three, which I'm not saying yeah. that it needs it right now. After all the bullshit that Battlefront Two went through, and the loss of sales that they received during its initial launch, I mean, it fixed itself. But Battlefront Battlefield Five, that was a fucking commercial failure. Yeah, like that. That just didn't sell. There was no appeal to it. A lot more people went into World War Two, Call of Duty. It's weird too, because like, you have Star Wars Battlefront One and then Star Wars Battlefront Two, and I'm just like. How much different of a game can you make those two games without it? Could Battlefront Two just have been DLC for the yes. first game? That's like, the answer. Yes. I was gonna say like you could have just made Battle. You don't even have to put a number with it. It's just Star Wars Battlefront, and then everything was DLC packs. The the existence of Battlefront One honestly is just so insignificant because there's really isn't a whole lot to that game. It's just multiplayer game modes. That's it. And map packs that cost almost $100. Yeah, but still, all this shit is... You can make... You can just put all this and that game as DLC. Yeah. Like, we live in a day and age where you can update a game and make it totally, completely different, like, from your home. Like, you could do that from an office and upload it. Like, you don't have to come out with it. It wasn't back in, like, the olden days where you would make Mario, and then you're like, all right, there's no way, we have to make a sequel. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the first thing, is Super Mario Brothers, and then you have Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels, or the actual Super Mario Brothers 2, and if you look at that nowadays, that would have been a DLC pack. Yeah. The- like, the Doki Doki Panic one, or not uh, not Doki Doki Panic, uh, yeah, 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 that Doki was Doki what Doki the Panic. original, yeah, that was a completely different game. You couldn't just do a DLC pack of that, I just feel like had they waited, had they like pooled their resources and then made one solid Battlefront game, then it would be worth it. But yeah. making the jump between one to two, it's it's stupid. I think that they fixed Battlefront 2. I honestly do. I do think that if you're a Star Wars fan, you'll fucking enjoy it. Let it sit for a couple of years. Don't immediately go to the next great greatest installment of it if it comes yeah. out in 2022-23 you know let it marinate for so I, I don't understand those back-to-back releases so quickly like that it, it all goes down to the fucking yearly installment. star wars is was huge yeah and they they fucked with the ip and now it's not it's fizzling yeah the speaking of which when we were talking about Mario, I don't know I think this was a news story that should have been on last one. Did you see the new update for Super Mario Maker 2? I heard about it, but I didn't You can just make your own Mario game now. Really? Yeah. You make you can actually make like a overworld like Super Mario World or anything. I think there's skins for like Mario 3, all that shit. And you can place your levels in nodes and then have a boss level. And you just traverse it like a normal old school Mario game. That's and whenever you cre- fucking awesome. Whenever you create it, it's it's called like super whatever your name is, world. So it would be Super Tornado Jones World. And that would be up to 40 levels and 8 worlds. Are you fucking serious? It's called World Editor. 
Yeah, dude, Yo. you can make your own legit Mario game. Yo, I'm I'm going back to Mario Maker, man. That's what I'm Have doing this week. Have fun with that. It is, uh, yeah, man. It's I think it said the update said up to forty levels and up to eight worlds. No way. That's awesome. Yeah, and they have like new power ups for each of in uh so there's a power up for if your if your level is designed uh after the first Super Mario Brothers, you can get a mushroom power up that turns you into Mario from Mario 2, the Doki Doki Panic one, and it lets you like pick up enemies that you would not be able to pick up regularly. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I don't have the imagination for that. It's one of the reasons why I feel like I'm hindered in Animal Crossing is because I don't have the, a lot of the animation or animation imagination that a lot of people have. But like I watch Rubber Ross on uh, or Ross O'Donovan on Twitch. And that guy's a fucking genius when it comes to Super Mario Maker and uh, Animal Crossing. So, yeah, the look of the world map can be customized up to eight worlds containing up to 40 courses can be combined, creating a mini Super Mario game that can be shared with others. That is amazing. Yep. I did not see that coming. It's crazy that Nintendo would release that. In addition to World Maker, all seven of the devious troublemaking Koopalings, each with yeah. their own movement pattern, can be added to the course. Yeah. Uh, additional power-ups and course parts will be added to the Super Mario Maker 2 after downloading the update, including the Super Mario Bros. 2 Mushroom, which transforms Mario and friends into their Super Mario Bros. 2 look and allows them to pick up and throw enemies just like the classic game. Frog Suit comes makes a comeback... Uh, that frog suit lets you run on water. Yeah. Uh, other abilities being added is the power balloon first introduced in Super Mario World, the Super Acorn for Super Mario Brothers U, uh, the boomerang flower, as well as wearable th- items like the cannon box and propeller box. Oh, yeah. The cannon box, like the propeller. There's a propeller box. Then there's a – you have different, like, enemy hats you can put on, and there's one that's a bullet bill that lets you, like – go fast vertically in the air up to three times that's it's introducing some crazy ass level mechanics this is the greatest game ever (laughs) i love it uh and for those listening we're not talking about battlefront (laughs) 2 yeah that just totally fucking hijacked the attention that's great that's a good way to end the news perfect there you go (laughs) thank you for your service you're welcome for my service. <laughs> uh, questions. We kind of answered the question. It's yeah, just we didn't, one. We don't really have any. Yep. This is the first week that Scotty. Fucking Scotty's Scotty! Oh, my God. Wait, did he do it? Yes. Did he do it? Really? I Let me pull up my other computer. <laughs> I, he had to have got him while we were talking. Yeah, within 15 minutes of us starting to talk. Oh, my God. That's some bullshit. Uh, Hold on. Give me a second. Let me pull. I want to pull them up because I haven't read them yet. Yep. I need to prepare. I do need to prepare. Oh, you're going to be very happy with one of my new alerts on my stream. It's a Guilty it's the Gear? Ledger... No, it's. I need to go into some Guilty Gear stuff, but it's the Legend of Dragoon victory theme from a battle. Nice. And it's got the GIF is a transformation of, uh, da- or not Dante. Dart transforming into Dragoon. Nice. Man of culture. Oh, right these are much shorter questions. He got them in real quick. <laughs> it's fine. All right, let's hit them. All right, the first one, this is coming from Kanesor99. What do you think of 
what do you think the ruling on internet disconnections during Evo 2020 will be? Will it be treated like a rage quit? Furthermore, do you think that uh, what do you think will happen if a match is just too laggy? Where the hell is that question? That was sent directly from to me. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, we already kind of answered it. Like we were talking about the Evo stuff. I think, like specifically, we didn't get into like what we think will end up happening. Uh, I hope that all those things would end up being taken care of in pools where if you just disconnect, that's a DQ. Like you have your set time that you're supposed to be there. If something happens and you disconnect, give them the benefit of doubt once. After that, if you DQ again, that's that's on you. But I think it also depends on like how much of the match has been played. So, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're doing like you know, a best of three and you just DQ game two because you're you're losing and you already lost the first game. That just goes straight to the opponent. It's not up for debate. It is what it is. You get your ass beat during round one, you lose, you DQ, or you uh you drop the match, that match goes to your opponent. That yep. easy. Well, the thing is, you even said to give someone benefit of the doubt, dude, it's fucking Evo. Mm-hmm. Make sure your internet's good to go. I'm sorry. I'm not giving anybody the benefit of the doubt when it comes to fucking Evo. This is not a weekly meetup online tournament. This is fucking Evo. Yeah. I think what I mean by that is, like, if you DQ once, or not DQ, if you drop the match once, give them another chance during your next round of pools, you know? But if you if you, if you you drop matches in two or three pools matches, you're done. Just fucking get rid of that motherfucker. Well, the thing is, too, if, if it's just going to be a free tournament, there's going to be drops nonstop. Yeah. There's going to be intentional drops because if there's no money running on the line, what's the worst thing they're going to hurt? Your reputation? Some people that are playing at Evo in the pools don't give a fuck. And there's going to be people. Players. There's going to be people who enter this shit just for the lulls, just so they can fuck with it somehow. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people were talking about it online, saying that they were just going to get task bots to play for them and see how far they can go. It's so shitty, man. It's so stupid. You're, I mean, this isn't like a secured uh, internet network either. You could probably get someone to de- uh, do DDoS attacks and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, the best thing for them to do is not fucking do it. Anyway. Uh, from Scotty Mo, he's got his uh, Fast Five. Discover any new hobbies during this quarantine? Question mark. Uh, no, I got back into my woodworking a lot more, so. I started collecting vinyl. I've Shit around the house. Home improvement. Yeah, the fucking remodel bullshit I got dragged into. That's about it. Uh, qu- uh I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. There was something I was getting into. I can't remember what it was, though. It was something weird. I'm, I was just like, why the fuck am I working on this? <laughs> Oh, I, I guess you could say that I've gone back, to, now that I've been home, I've gone back to uh, listening and reviewing a lot more new music. Um, that was something that I did a lot when I was working from home. I would just listen to like three, four albums a day. Just whatever is on Bandcamp or something coming from the new underground. Uh, mm. I mean, that passes the time. Sometimes you listen to, like, something will surprise you. You listen to a really good album, but most of the time it's shit. Right. Uh, what is your favorite local business? Who needs a shout out? We'll take you guys out for ramen uh, at our favorite place next time. 
Yeah, real talk, whenever this quarantine shit gets under, like, I am fucking traveling. I'm going somewhere with my wife, and then I'm going to either travel up to Scotty or travel up to you, and I'm just going to spend time. Like, it is, it is rough. I've got almost 160 hours in PTO accrued, so. That's crazy. I think I told you, I, I might, I'm going to pull a Bruce Green and just take a month off of work and then become a professional streamer. <laughs> right on. Because to be honest with you right now, with so many people being home, it is prime fucking time to be a streamer. Mm-hmm. But going back to Scotty's question, uh, I don't, sadly, don't have any local places where I'm at. I don't know enough about That would be more a question for my wife for where we currently live. But I will tell you, a local, the only reason I bring up this sushi place down in Austin, Texas, is because me, and, or I, I was there, I usually, whenever I'm traveling in Austin... Most of the time, I go out and eat by myself. I'm that weird person that actually enjoys going out and eating by themselves because you just kind of like get to relax and chill. I'm also a very big people watcher, Mm -hmm. so I'll watch people a lot. But I was sitting there, and it's a place called DK Sushi. It's over in a lot of my stopping area down there. It's it's across the street from a half-price book. So (laughs) I went there one night, and I was talking to the lady. I can't remember what her name was, but I think she... I don't think she was a co-owner, but she was really big into it. We sat there and talked for like 45 minutes just talking about like the f- restaurant industry as a, as a whole. I told her how I used to run kitchens, and she was just very, very nice. She brought me like a free sushi. Like the One of the sushi chefs was like experimenting and making new sushi, so they brought me a piece of that. She brought me like a free thing of sake and all that other stuff, just – Really cool, down-to-earth, cool place. I really like places like that. And uh, I give a shout-out to them, DK Sushi, if you're ever down in the Austin, Texas area. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say Sage. I mean, he at this point, he's yeah. a personal friend. I've been there. Yeah. I didn't meet Sage, but I've been there. Yeah. He's he's going through some rough shit, but he's going to be all right. Um, That's good. I think other than that, the, I've got a ton of like just local joints. Like we don't really have a lot of like mainstream uh, businesses like a McDonald's or like a Ruby Tuesday or shit like that. It's a lot of like privately owned shit. Like Ricky's Peruvian, that man is a fucking god on the fucking grill, man. <laughs> Ricky's the shit. Uh, can't speak English to save his fucking life. I think he gets his daughter to fucking translate everything for him. But no. He he slams it down on the fucking chicken, man. Uh, well, speaking of good businesses, like the only reason this is not a privately owned business by any means, but I just found out that I don't live very far from. I don't care where people know where I live. I don't. I live like an hour and a half away from Little Rock, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and uh, it was announced last week that Little Rock's getting a Costco. So I can officially drop the evil that is Sam's Club because I absolutely. <laughs> I, I go to Sam's Club because it's just smart to go there because, you know, yeah, I'll buy 50 rolls of toilet paper. That shit doesn't expire, and it's good toilet paper. Right. But Costco is such a good company. Like, that mm-hmm. CEO treats its company, treats its employees amazingly. And the minute that Costco opens up, fuck you, Sam's Club. <laughs> fuck this shit. I'm I have no loyalties. Uh, Yeah, fucking do it. We have a Costco club. I think I just want those foot long hot dogs. Yeah. Their pizza is also not terrible. Like, all right. If there's the any Club's pizza is okay. If there's Sam's any eh. pizza that I'll eat other than fucking 
New York style, straight from Brooklyn, pizza. I can eat Costco, Costco pizza. I can eat Costco pizza. <laughs> I can eat co- and you can probably buy them too. So yeah, and they're they're dirt fucking cheap too. So yeah, we can do that. Yeah, that's what happens when you sell wholesale. I'm trying to think of other places. Uh, there's a so there's kind of like an Asian area in Austin, Texas that I go down when I the revolving sushi uh, joint, the conveyor belt sushi place. Oh, okay. Uh, a couple. It's like a whole strip mall of Asian places. There's an Asian bookstore where they have like tons of manga and like imported Japanese like stuff. And uh, then a little bit farther down, it's a huge Asian grocery store, kind of like the one you took me to. Mm-hmm. And I just love it. I just go in there and just look at shit and just like, because most of the time that conveyor belt sushi, it's like at least minimum thirty minute wait. So I just walk down there and just check out the grocery. Like they have like. I go to the produce area and they have like durians and all this other like weird ash, like Asian stuff that I say weird ash. It's, it's really cool shit that you don't see at like Walmart produce section. Right. And I just go in there and I'm like, man, I wish I lived here. I would just buy so much shit and make so much different stuff. Mm-hmm. That's I go there and get weird spices too. That's the benefit of living near a global market. Luckily, which I need to start yeah. going back down to because they started showing up with shellfish and i know that i have to be careful of how long that shit's been out for but yeah just the idea of having shellfish out there in your fish market is pretty fucking dope uh but other local businesses we got a crab shack literally around the corner from my house uh they're open every single fucking weekend she's got the best fucking crab cake sandwich i have ever had in my life wait what was that place you took me to was that bagel place individually owned the bagel place which bagel, please? Oh, yeah. Um, the You're talking about the one that's owned by the little Japanese lady, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a privately that place owned place. That place is really good. Fucking. Even though I'm, I don't think I'm big on the egg bagels. The egg bagels were a little. I, I didn't like them that much. I like egg bagels. That's a, that's a me thing. Uh, no. Literally. Oh, the fucking Taste of Jamaica. The Jamaican joint that I go to. Uh, they make great food. There's just nothing fucking in stock. Goddamn ever. <laughs> I ask for something, and I know it's not there, so I just have to rely on other things. I just want to come visit you or Scotty and not have to go to a convention or do a marathon Mm -hmm. or do something to where we can just sit there and play video games and not have to to not work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I feel you on that. Uh, There's just a bunch of great local places around here, and I'm very fortunate of that. Yeah, that's good. Number three. So I'm watching Doctor Who for the first time. What's something that you were late to the party on? Every I was late to the party on Doctor Who. <laughs> every movie I have ever watched recently, ever. Uh, I didn't talk about it, but recently I just saw the movie Contact, and I also saw Hugo. Um, both are great movies. Viggo Morrison movie? Huh? <laughs> the Viggo Morrison movie or whatever? Uh, the Aragorn movie. No, Hugo is the story about the little boy who fixes the robot and changes the old man's what? life. Oh, what the fuck was I talking about? Maybe Argo? Maybe. Some Western. No, not not Western. No. No, Argo's Ben Affleck. <laughs> uh, fucking, I, I'm really late on the party when it comes to movies. So you name a movie, I haven't seen it. More than likely, and I'll that'll that'll be it. I don't have an answer for that. 
I was late to the party on Doctor Who. Uh, I watched it. It was an ex-girlfriend that got me into it, and it was really, really good. I started. I didn't start with like the old shit. Mm-hmm. I couldn't watch that. I started with uh, Eccleston. He's the Ninth Doctor, which is the first season on Netflix. Okay. Of the new season, and uh, I watched that for a long time. I fell off though. Uh, last time I watched it was with the Matt Smith stuff. I think I watched towards the end of that. Uh, surprisingly enough, I was late to the party on Gurren Lagan. I was really late to the party on Gurren Lagan. I was like three or four years late to the party. And, uh, I mean, now it's my favorite anime ever. So, trying to think of some other stuff that I was late to the party on. Trying to think of, like, games. Games of, like, why the fuck did I wait so long to play this? Can't think of anything, though. Yeah, neither can I. We will later. Yep. That's how it is. <laughs> that's the point. Uh, number four, favorite theme park. Haven't been to a lot of them. I absolutely hate them, actually. Yeah, I'm not really. A theme I hate park them guy. if you don't have the VIP packages. Oh, and the the ones where they let everyone cut the line. Yes. Yeah, buy that. If you can ever spend money to save time in life, do it. The. When Tiff and I and Seth went down to Florida, I had bought Tiff the $300 pass for Universal. They said they waited a maximum of five minutes of on a That's ride. great. That's great. Like, we bought that, too, when we went to Universal in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, back then, I was still too fat to ride the Harry Potter rides. <laughs> so... But we rode the virtual Simpsons ride. It's one of those rides where you sit. It doesn't actually go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just the cart moves and you're going virtually through. Like It's a big movie screen and all that stuff. That was really fun. Uh, I don't know. I haven't gone to a lot of things. I remember I've gone there. And I remember the year before my brother was born, we went to Six Flags. That's all I remember. We didn't go on a lot of vacations growing up. I'm going to say epcot epcot you don't do any stupid shit and you can go to all the little different countries that they have set up and go oh that's eat. yeah you eat yeah that's you were telling and me about that when you that came back from your vacation the best part of disney was just that i just i've even talked to my wife about it i was like i have no no want to go to disney some people, I feel bad about saying this, but I, I really do. People that go to Disney that don't have kids, I I might offend Rachel on this, but I think it's a little weird. <laughs> like, I get it. You still want to be a kid. I get that. But I don't know, man. There is no level of awkwardness like you and your wife walking into a Legoland and not having a child with you. I don't know, man. Legos are pretty dope. <laughs> Dude. I thought but so, when too. when everyone has a kid? But literally, when the park is made for, like, age group four to seven, and you yeah. walk in, and you're like, okay, what the fuck did I walk into? Like, you know what? When the parents are looking at you strange, <laughs> that's a fucking yeah. problem. But there's the thing, too, like, in Disney... What's the one in California? Is that Disneyland? That's Disneyland. Disney, like, and it might be in Disney World, too. There are adult areas. Yeah. It's where you go like drink. Like Epcot. Like Epcot and, Ep- and stuff Epcot like that. Epcot is all adult. 
Like there's the very beginning of Epcot is like you walk in, they've got that cool little uh that car ride thing where they partnered with Dodge and you go really fast in one area. Uh, it's it's all right. It's not really much of a ride. You got the big dome. The dome is somewhat cool. Uh okay. and then behind it is all the 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 fucking restaurants in all the countries. Me and Tiff go to Morocco and we watch some uh, Middle Eastern lady shake her ass for Tiff. So it was great. I, you know, one that I would still go to if it was still open would be Nickelodeon Studios. Did that close down? Oh, yeah, it's been gone. Really? Nickelodeon Studios closed down a long time ago. Wow. Okay. If you, you need to look up like, things from your childhood that no longer exist and like they show the front because you remember the like the front is all weird 90s colors with the big nickelodeon orange like gax black yeah uh if you look at the i think they have a picture of the front of it now and it's just like all that's gone you're just like oh that's that's disappointing i'm actually looking yeah man nickelodeon studio or nickelodeon is completely different than what it used to be i would imagine they got eaten up by universal but maybe not I so I want to say Nickelodeon kind of started going downhill for me, and this is weird because I absolutely loved the show Drake and Josh. I thought it was really funny at parts. Mm-hmm. They had some good li- line delivery, uh, but it started going downhill when that came. Like once they saw the success of like oh a live action show that teenagers like, that's when iCarly and Victorious and all these other stupid fucking shows. The I it's Drake and Josh legitimately feels like two actors and multiple actors playing off of each other. Yeah, and it sounds funny. The iCarly stuff though, and the Victorious in the uh, what was the one with Britney Spears' little sister? Oh, I forgot she was Zoe. Zoe one hundred one. Yeah, sure. That show got canceled because she got pregnant. Good for her. But uh. (laughs) Uh, for her. Uh, she's a great mom i really there was a show that i liked i loved ned's declassified school survivor survival guide i've never seen that it. one was that one was super funny i like that and drake and josh but th- again those came out around the same time mm-hmm. but i think that was the downfall of what nickelodeon used to be now it's like all those shows and like spongebob it's it's spongebob 24 7 dude like literally i don't have nickelodeon anymore so but that's the only cartoon that and the Loud House, I know that that that's a cartoon. Oh yeah, as well. yeah, that's actually a decent show. The problem is, I think the creator's a pedophile. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't just say that and not back it up. Uh I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to look it up, but don't incriminate uh, yourself. Loud. Family creator. Loud house creator. Chris Savano. Uh, he's fired by Nickelodeon for... Oh, I got to pull it up. Following sexual harassment allegations. Okay. Against who? Uh, I'm trying to find it. Uh, okay, it wasn't children, not pedophile. My bad. Okay, so uh, according to Cartoon Brew, as many as twelve women came forward to accuse Savino of harassment, including unwanted sexual advances and treats of blacklisting after relationships with coworkers had ended. Oh, the okay, site so said the reports. Yeah, the site said the reports date back to at least a decade. Wow. 
Yeah. Well, it's a good show, though. It is a good show. Not going to lie. It's a funny show. It's definitely... It's a good show to see out of all the shit. It's it's like that but, family, like good family. Well, it, remind, it reminds me of Foster's uh, Home for Imaginary Friends. I love that show, too. How? Just the chaos that goes on between the... Uh... That and kind of the animation a little bit. Okay, I can, I can feel you on the animation. A little bit. I can feel that. But, yeah. Um, what was the question? Oh, <laughs> uh, fucking... Favorite theme park. I was the, oh, okay. got there from favorite theme park. Question five. The more I read about it, the more I think that the Sega 32X had untapped potential. What piece of failed video game hardware do you think would have lasted longer given the chance? Easy answer is Dreamcast, but I think that the uh, the big brain yeah, answer uh, would be the Wii U. You know what? I was thinking that too, but I feel like the Wii U became what it was supposed to be with the Switch. I think that a lot of the success that the Switch has was due to the fact that nobody was willing to try to work it out with the Wii U. I think that the concept of what the Wii U is, or was, uh, was fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah, I love my My Wii U still hooked up right now. Yeah, I love my Wii U. A lot of the games that are on there, um, it's kind of like the same situation with the Wii. Like, there's a lot of shit games for the Wii U. And that's because a lot of publishers didn't have the faith and they didn't want to put the capital behind making games for it. Because Well, first of all, the, you say there's a lot of shit games for the Wii U. There's not a lot of games for the Wii U in general. Which is part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I have a Because the Wii has a shit ton of games and there's a ton of fucking garbage on the Wii. Yeah. I think, like, of my Wii games, I have 50 or 60. My Wii U, I have 30. I think there's barely... You have almost the whole collection. There's <laughs> barely 200 games for the Wii U. That's not a true fact. I'm throwing that out there. I'm ignorant. And I'm going to die on that cross. I don't think there's cross. 200. I don't, I've gone to GameStops, and I've never seen the Wii U selection even that you know big what? at all. Fact-checking will ruin this podcast, but we're going to do it. How many games? Quee. Wii U. The Quee U? Wii U. Uh, that's the launch. 157 Wii U games exist. That's still more than I thought there was. A hundred and fifty-seven. Yeah, that's the Wii U insane. was a commercial failure, man. I, which is a shame because I absolutely fucking love the Wii. It's U. great. I, I really like it. It's great. I love that fucking thing. Anyone that wants a Wii, buy a Wii U. Yep. Mm. The only downside to owning a Wii U is you don't it's double have... the price of a Wii. Well. Sure. Uh, it doesn't have GameCube support. Like, it has true. It has the ability to play on the GameCube adapter, but that only works for Smash 4. Like, yeah. if I'm playing a Wii game that I can play on a GameCube pad, I can't do that unless I plug it into a Wii. And I think that that's the only th reason why I still have a Wii hooked up. I run my game th GameCube through an upscaler, so... That's fine. And I'd rather have H... I'd rather have... I know it's not in the Wii games aren't in the best quality even on the Wii U, but that's the best quality you can get for a Wii U game mm -hmm. is playing it through the Wii U. Yep. 
I also don't want to hook up component cables. No one wants to buy component cables. No, I don't, and I don't want to use AV. Yep, because <laughs> those are garbage. I happen to have gotten a, came across a couple of component cables for the GameCube. They look great. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It I guess I could phenomenal. just buy the the what are the cables that everyone buys? The pound cables, for like the Dreamcast pound cables. Yeah, yeah get those. They work real good. My upscaler's fine. So. I know. That's it. Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of. I think the Neo Geo Pocket could have been a lot more successful than it was. That uh, that has a lot to do with marketing and just position. Still, though. Like, yeah, Neo Geo Pocket Color is a, a great, great system. system. And I'm still patiently waiting for the Pocket NT to come out. It's got a nice little click, uh, click stick. Yep. That's something that I've always liked about anything Neo Geo. Like, their peripherals to come out with their mm-hmm. consoles and even the MVS. Like, I love their stick. I love their analog stick. It's it's awesome. Yeah. The number one answer, though, is the Dreamcast. Like, that's the number one. Yeah. Definitely. But. Yep. That, that's all we got. Those are the questions. Corey, what are you planning on doing this week? Lots of streaming. We got lots of got going back to five days a week streaming. So we're gonna do. I don't care. I have to get past the mental block of like nobody's watching. Why am I streaming? Don't care. I want to get streaming. Want to grow the community. Uh, I've been watching game tracks. That motherfucker gets people watching all the time. So he's been doing it for like I, two years. I forget. He's been doing it almost as much as long as I should have been doing it. Mm-hmm. Cause I've been running almost two years now for streaming on and off. And, uh, but yeah, uh, besides that anarchy range stream on, uh, Thursday yep. over on the mega visions channel. One last chance to grab some footage. Yep. We're going to get some footage. Got to got some, got some recording we have to do for a video, which is that anarchy range video, uh, getting, doing another watch party. And, Gotta ask someone that I know with a truck so I can go get some lumber. Because <laughs> I I need a bunch of 2x4s and a bunch of 4x8 MDF and plywood. And a SUV, a, a Chevy Equinox won't hold that shit. Nah. Not at all. Uh, I've got a video to edit. Once we do the recording tomorrow, that's going to be my focus. Uh, I might jump in on some Super Mario Maker 2 now that I know that world mode is a thing. And I'd, I might stream it and just play levels. Yeah. Uh, and I want to finish A Plague's Tale. So that's going to be my goal. Just those three things. Yep. Uh, at the time of this podcast coming out, I will have already played Streets of Rage 4. And I'm trying to think of something else I should play. Uh, I might play Resident Evil 2 Remake since I own it but have never played it. And then I can play the, the... I'll pick up the third remake. But I don't know yet. Monster Hunter isn't really like... Monster Hunter's fine. I don't really want to play that right now, though. But uh, just tune in. It'll be on 8 p.m. on uh, Central... 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, Sunday through Wednesday. Tune in to Tornado Jones over on Twitch. And you'll see what I'm streaming. Cool. 
Get the fuck out. Bye.